Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Vox Tablet. It's me, your host, Sarah Ivory. Today, a search for the perfect cocktail in Jerusalem. Summer's here. It's August. It's the dog days. You know what I'm talking about. Nobody is answering the phone. Barely anybody can type out a response to an email. And those of us who do make it into the office find ourselves daydreaming about sipping cool beverages in an exotic, faraway locale. That got us here at Tablet HQ wondering, what do people in Jerusalem drink these days? And what drink would best capture the spirit and the life of that city? To find out, we put our Jerusalem-based reporter, Daniel Estrin, on the trail of this question. Find out what mixologists are cooking up in the holy city. His first stop is in the formerly industrial, currently very hipster neighborhood of Talpiot. If you're listening to me right now, you might be cleaning the house, doing some gardening outside. It's August. It's hot. You have beads of sweat running down the base of your neck. And maybe you just want to stop and close your eyes and imagine Mediterranean summer. You hear that? There's a palm tree swaying in the breeze. Maybe where you want to be right now is with me in Jerusalem. Having a nice, cold, refreshing drink. Let's do it. Tucked behind a little alleyway here is a restaurant that I've heard a lot about. A restaurant bar called Hasadna, the workshop. Let's check it out. You want to make you a cocktail or...? Yeah, I'd love a cocktail. Daron is the manager and the bartender. Now I'm going to make my, my, my favorite cocktail, I think, here. First of all, the Campari. One Campari. Half of uh, gin. A bit of lime juice. And also lemon juice. Ice, ice, ice. foam. What is this? Is this is this like whipped cream on the top? Yeah, it's like, almost like a whipped cream. Um, there's in it um, the drambuy what I told you before. Uh, to what's drambuy? Drambuy, it's like a liqueur and also inside uh, also whiskey. Wow. All right. First of all, before I even taste it, I have to just say that you ser- you're serving it in like a sign, like a beaker. Yeah. Um, this is basically like the place. We call it a culinary workshop. So all our ingredients are like a lab or something like that. Come on, tell me if you like it. Hmm. That's nice. It's like a candy. It's really, yeah. it's kind of sweet. This is what I like to cocktail. Two different ingredients to make uh, one of the bitter and one the, the sweeter. So this is what makes the cocktails good. What do you call it? What do you call this cocktail? Um, cocktail number three. Cocktail number three? Yeah. That's it? We have in the menu one to five cocktails, and this is number three. All right. This is no, the... sorry. Number four. Sorry. Oh, cocktail number, number three, four. It's Omri's favorite. I'm Omri. Um, I do the creative content development and branding for the group of Machniuda. We're a group of four restaurants in Jerusalem. Just describe a little bit about where, where we are here in Jerusalem. This is kind of a grimy area, a little bit. Completely. It's Talpiot, which is, well, used to be a very, very rough neighborhood. It used to be uh, a neighborhood of, I think, mainly workshops. Car garages car and... Garages, um, carpenters, steel, you know, people that work with their hands on, on whatever. So what's that accent that I hear? English, British. Yeah, I grew up in England. So um, you come from England where... 
when you say the word mixologist, everyone knows what you mean. But in Israel, is it true that there's this? There's not really a drinking culture. There's a massive drinking culture. There isn't really a cocktails culture, um, and that's something that we're in. In what we do, we're trying to change a little bit, make the alcohol make a bit more sense with the food, um, which that's what cocktails are about. But you can see there's a big trend in Tel Aviv now, and in general in Israel for cocktails bar opening up and every restaurant that you'll go to in Israel now will have a special cocktails menu. Tell me who are some interesting people who you've served cocktails to here. A lot of Israeli celebs, basketball players, football players, a lot of people from the TV. Basically I want to know which celebrity has also tried my cocktail. I can't say it, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a secret you mean? Uh, it's a bit secret, yeah. Really? Okay, we have to discuss this with the PR guy here. I wanted to know who uh, who was the, the last celebrity that he served this cocktail number four to. I think it was Sharon Stone. This is Sharon Stone's cocktail? That's what I remember. This is Sharon Stone's cocktail. This makes it so much more delicious, actually. <laughs> I think what I like the best about it is what it's served in, because there's nothing fancy about it. You know, the, the cocktails are fancy. I think cocktails are more cool than fancy, especially especially for us. We don't try to make them too sophisticated or they are very, very special, but they don't have... Just to make them tasty. Just to make them tasty. Yeah, that's, that's the first rule. That's the first rule, of course. Ah, uh, yeah. That's good. Daron turns up the music and starts getting ready for the first customers of the day. I finish up my cocktail number four, Sharon Stone's cocktail, then I hop in a cab and head from West Jewish Jerusalem to East Arab Jerusalem. The cabbie is Palestinian. The roads are completely clogged. Muslims are flocking to the old city, to the Al-Aqsa Mosque, for Laylat al-Qadr, the night when Muslims believe the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad. What's usually a 10-minute drive takes a half an hour. Whoa, that was the Ramadan canon. I can see the smoke billowing out above that fence. That's where they fire the cannon and signify that Ramadan is over for the day. The fast is over for the day. And that's perfect timing for me to get my drink. Okay, now from the experimental new Jerusalem to the old-time classic Jerusalem, the American colony. American Christians who moved to the Holy Land a century ago established a colony here and a lavish hotel for Western visitors. Today it's a favorite for diplomats and foreign journalists. Hi, good evening. Are you Fadi? Yes, how are hey, you? Hey Fadi, I'm Daniel, nice to meet Fadi, you. Fadi, nice to meet you. Fadi's the head bartender. He sits me at the bar, a green gazebo in the lush garden patio. Like to drink. What's, your favorite? What's your favorite cocktail that you're you're making this summer? We do have a cocktail made by Arak. Arak. You can't escape it around here. It's anise-flavored alcohol, the Middle Eastern version of Ouzo. Palestinians and Israelis drink Arak like Russians drink vodka. A recent Israeli tax hike on Arak has thrown everyone for a loop. The people's drink, the cheapest liquor you can buy, now costs more than double the price. Truth is, though, people here still won't part with their Arak. We add a little bit of liquor to it. It's a very nice drink, summery, Middle East one. And we add the American colony touch to it. So what's that that you just poured in there? A lemon juice, syrup sugar, triple sec. That's triple sec. An Arak. 
Okay, before you put that Arak bottle away, bring bring that Arak bottle over here. Okay, which which Arak do you? It's Palestinian made by Ramallah, and it's a very nice Arak. We just mix it and serve it without ice. We have a decoration as a sherry. Sometimes we put sugar around the glass. Oh, there's a cherry at the bottom there. I didn't even notice. Ooh, what's this? this? Our favorite maza, some nuts, oriental nuts. We got some sliced cucumber, some olives, green olives. And some feta cheese with za'atar. So, what do you call this drink? Uh, We had no name so far, you know that? No name? Do you want to give it a name right now? Use your imagination. Give it a name. You're going to let me name this? No, Fadi, this is your drink. You should name it. You have the naming rights. Oh, nice one. (laughs) What did you say? Arak Mix. Arak Mix. How long have you been coming to this bar, Mr. Khoury? 35 years, maybe 30 years. I'm going to try my drink. Please. Wow. That is delicious. You have the taste of Arak, that licorice Arak, but it's not overpowering, you know? It's like, it's more sweet. It's It's refreshing. Yeah. Do you think that Jerusalemites, if they heard that you were mixing Arak with all those things, turning it into a cocktail, what would they say? People open for uh, new drinks and new cocktails, especially here in Jerusalem, because we don't have that much of bars, and uh, the type of Jerusalem is quite religion type, so when we have something new, people, they love to try it. Tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, we're here on the east side of Jerusalem, the Arab-Palestinian side. Actually, here we are uh, in the American Colony Hotel. We do have, like, English owners, Swiss management, and uh, we learn from the Swiss. We never take sides. We are neutral with everything. And, uh, <laughs> the management here is Swiss? Yes. Swiss management, English owners, and uh, I'm very happy to work in this place. I have been on 15 years working here. And, 15 uh, years, wow. Yes. Does Tony Blair still live here at the American Colony? He's our neighbor nearby, but he's always coming here. And his job here is he's the head of the Middle East Quartet of Peacemakers, I guess. They're trying to pursue peace in the Middle East. I hope we'll see it soon. I hope so. Do you know him? He's a good, simple person, yes. I don't know him as a friend, but I deserve him many times, and he's a very simple guy. That's all I can tell. I wouldn't think about him as a simple guy. He seems like a very distinguished, complex guy. But I guess uh, as a bartender, you know. Do you ever mix him a drink, like a cocktail or something? Usually he's having like aperitif gin and tonics, but uh, wine mostly. The American colony is also famous for being sort of a, a meeting place for journalists, right? Yes, we do have a good number of journalists here, but uh, thanks God, this year has become the most quiet area in the Middle East, so we don't have that much of journalists this year. Okay, can you tell me some of the journalists who have been here? CNN, BBC, Sky, Fox News, they're all coming here. So, Any of the journalists like this drink that I'm drinking here, this Arak mix? Actually, journalists, they don't like cocktails that much. They, they like hard whiskey, I know. Wine, whiskeys, <laughs> hard liquors, yes. Tell me something, are there many Muslims that come here to the American colony to drink? 95% of our guests, with the locals I mean, if you say locals, 95 they are Muslims and 5% are Christian. Really? Yes. And out of all of the Muslim guests that you have, how many of them drink alcohol? All of them. You should see our bottles. Look, we do have like two ways to sell the alcohol. We sell the alcohol by bottles and by uh, shots. And if you see over there, we do have the bottles with the names. Wait a minute. So all the bottles here on that shelf, they, someone will come in here, a, a local Muslim will come in and say, I want to buy that bottle. And then that's, it's like on the tab, like that's their bottle. Yes. And then whenever they come here, they just drink from that bottle? Yes. And as soon as it's finished, we'll open another one. And everyone has have his own tag name, Mr. Abu Adil. Ah, wait a minute. So this is like, this is Johnny Walker. 
And then you have this like golden plaque name on it with the name of the guy. That's amazing. I catch a cab. I'm a little tipsy at this point. The cabbie is a religious Jew. And with any cabbie in Jerusalem, you're bound to hear his take on politics. He says he's optimistic Israeli and Palestinian leaders can work out a peace deal this time, now that they're restarting negotiations. But then he says he doesn't understand Arab mentality. His friend Mustafa tells him he'll see him in five minutes. But he only shows up after 15. I pay the fare and say to myself, this is one punctual cabbie. And now from fancy, swank, oriental Jerusalem to the beating heart of Jerusalem, the Machane Yehuda outdoor market. Vegetables by day, bars by night. I follow my ears to a bar with live music. Hey, hi. What's your name? I'm Gilad. So where are we here? You are in the Machne Yudash Market, in the middle of Jerusalem, in the small uh, pub called Shuka. So what do, you serve, what do you serve here? What kind of alcohol? Uh, we have, actually, the main, the, the main idea of this bar was to serve only Israeli beers. We don't keep here anything from abroad. You know, we don't serve uh, like cocktails and uh, something like. We have, you know, the simple thing like arrogant lemonade. We have uh, arrogant grapefruit. But uh, we we try to keep it simple, you know. Keep it simple. This is the market. Everything is simple. Nothing here is too uh, extravagant. No you know, cocktails. The, no cocktails. Only you do realize good that I'm on a search for the best cocktails in Jerusalem. I can find you some cocktails of beers, but I don't think you like it. <laughs> Uh, but I can make sh- I, I can assure you that you will find here the great best cocktail of people. You guys don't sell cocktails. You don't mix drinks, really. No, we let the people to be the cocktail here. It's a human cocktail. You know, we have here, we have here religious people. We have here secular people. We have here Muslims and Haredi. You know, the idea of the sugar is connecting between people. It's not connecting between men and his cocktail. It's connecting between two men. You know, every few days I have here a, a Haredi, a Hasidi, uh, people here coming. And I don't have a kosher diploma. We thought if we want a kosher diploma or not. And we decided that we don't want a kosher diploma. Why don't you want to get a kosher certificate? People to know me, to know that they can trust me. If I tell them that everything is here is by the Jewish halacha, I want them to believe me. And I have some Haredis people that come here and I, they don't they know that I don't have a kosher and this is the beautiful thing. I'm just looking at some of the people, like we have this guy here in a t shirt and a kippah yeah. on his head, a yarmulke. Yeah. And we have this girl in like pink tight jeans. <laughs> so if I were to ask you what is the most typical Israeli drink that you can make me that everyone listening to this ah, report at home can make it home. People mix arak with lemonade. This is the Israeli most best cocktail we have here. You want to have one? I would love one. <laughs> but first, you have to tell me, what arak did you use? What brand? We used to have the arak uh, elites or arak ayalim, but since the, the last regulation... Yeah, the, the, the government raised taxes on arak. Yeah, exactly. So... We had to change it to Arak Ashkelon. Okay, you gonna drink with me? 
So if you're in Jerusalem and looking for cutesy cocktails with names like, you know, Dome on the Rocks or Gin and Talas, if you're looking for cocktails like those, you've come to the wrong city. Instead, come for some great drinks and even greater conversation. The whole cocktail thing in Jerusalem is still uncharted territory. Enjoy it while it's wild. For Vox Tablet, I'm Daniel Estrin. Bottoms up. Oh, gin and towels. <laughs> Daniel Estrin is a regular contributor to Vox Tablet. He's based in Jerusalem. You can find more of his reporting on our website, tabletmag.com, and on our site, tabletmag.com, you can also find recipes for the drinks that he sampled. And now, an important question. It's a throwdown, really, a challenge, if you will. We want your best Jerusalem-based cocktail names. Post your ideas in the comment section of our podcast. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm your host, Sarah Ivory. We thank you as ever for listening. We hope you'll come back next week. We've got Jill Soloway. She is the genius behind the TV show Six Feet Under, and she's now also a Sundance Awarded film director who's got a movie opening up later this month. 